Welcome, everybody, to Blissfully Aware, the show in which three opinionated people discuss what's going on in fandom and nerd news in general. I am Bliss, and this week I am joined by recurring guest and doctorate in fandom tomfoolery, JD. JD, welcome back. It's good to be here. <laughs> I really appreciate you stepping in. The girls are having some technical difficulties this week. And while they have thoughts, I did need to bring in our specialist in fandom tomfoolery for this explosive interview <laughs> or episode. <laughs> Am I going to have to deal with puns all night? <laughs> you really are. I'm going to make some really tactless puns, and I'm so sorry in advance. It's everybody. okay. I can handle it. I can handle it. Everybody else, they might have to groan and moan, but but uh, I'll 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 keep all my groans to the end. <laughs> Well, I appreciate that. Uh, Y'all, this week is pretty buck wild, and we're just going to jump right into it. So buckle up for story time. Twitch streamer Atsu, or as his uh, Twitter handle, Asian Guy Stream, got himself into a little bit of a pickle when they decided to weigh in on the current debate on the usage of the words and terms waifu, husbando, lolly, and shoda. They tweeted a nice long Twitter thread talking about how, well, I'll just go ahead and read it. So it started with a screenshot of their different research tabs on whether or not waifu is a bad word, definition of waifu, is husbando a bad word? And then they go on to say, I feel a serious generational gap when terms like husbando, waifu, loli, shoda, otaku, and weeb are interpreted completely differently by a different age group. Of course, context matters, but I would say the vast majority of young adults and adults don't find these terms offensive. Always assuming sexualization or gross intentions in people for using a slang term is going to make you look foolish more often than not. The slang has been used harmlessly longer than many of the people complaining have existed. Of course, context always matters, though. For example, I get why people are uncomfortable with the terms loli and shoda. But assuming everyone using that word is a pedo or has some sort of sexual attraction to a fictional character is a little bit dense. Context matters. Upside down smiley face. So that apparently pissed some people off, JD. Uh, yeah, I would say so. I would say they got really pissed off. But then again, what is Twitter but a giant piss-off fest? Oh my god, right? And for the record, I do want to say that I agree with Atsu here. Some people, <laughs> some people are incredibly sensitive about certain slang terms without understanding the context or history. And as I've said before on the show, context is 
king. Oh, yeah. I mean, in certain places, there are certain things that you can say and certain things that you cannot say in other places that are the exact same thing. There's different cultures, especially in like uh, different environments online or otherwise. So context really does matter. Mm -hmm. So one of the people who took offense to this was Twitter user Sohei Online or Zuzu. And Zuzu went ahead and did an incredibly normal thing <laughs> and quote retweeted Atsu's post with a picture of a package addressed to Atsu. And they say, I have sent a very explosive surprise in your P.O. box. Inside of the package has a camera, so I know when to hit the special button oh, no. to make sure you're the only casual. So just a blatant bomb threat right there. That's batshit. That is one hell of a thing to say to somebody. That's a batshit thing to say on Twitter. Like, what a thing to say and then not think it's gonna turn around and explode in your own face. Because guess what, kids? That's super illegal. It is. Even even in America, the land of free speech, that is illegal. That is not covered under your First Amendment right. That pings. That pings on the radar. So at the time of this tweet, Twitter user Zuzu, their bio, they list their age as 18. No location. Joined as of September 2020. When, you know, there was a mass influx of people jumping on Twitter due to the great panini. Right. Well, a bunch of people saw Zuzu's tweet. And rightfully, as we just pointed out, saw it as an illegal threat on someone's life. And went ahead and contacted the United States FBI. Valid. Yeah, damn. Damn, son. That That is an FBI thing. That is an FBI jurisdiction. Th I mean... I think all of us on this podcast are very, you know, ACAB, but yeah. there is a time and place to call somebody about a bomb threat. Yes. That that would be when I think I would contact an authority. You know, and this isn't this isn't the first time that, you know, somebody has has threatened to or, you know, has um, sent explosive uh, materials to someone from the US to the UK. Um, there was the the infamous internet Ricardo Lopez case where he thought that he was in love with Bjork. Mm. So he sent her a sulfuric acid letter bomb. Um, and he actually did send that. Well, in this case, it turns out Zuzu did not send a bomb. No. Thankfully. Good news. Silver lining to this story. Because this bomb would be unrealistic the way it is described. Yeah, with a camera and a special button to set it off just to make sure one person is the casualty. Like, like imagine, you know, this this 18-year-old uh, wandering around college that gets a little ping on their Apple Watch. And it's like, oh, my my bomb got opened. Oh, better hit my special button on my Apple Watch. It's very James Bond. Yeah, like like I, I like I'm sorry, but oh, what if what if they opened your your bomb and they didn't have cellular data? Does can your bomb hack into their Wi-Fi? Like like what if they open it up and there's and your and you know Verizon has uh, has decided that you don't get to see like oh uh, you wanted a camera feed to your bomb oh no Verizon knows where it is like <laughs> like how are you supposed to get a camera to work in the UK if you're in the US like and and not have it be able to be tracked by your cellular data provider <laughs> like yeah it's ugh. the shit that eighteen year olds come up with. I tell you what. I tell you what. Uh, 
So because so many people contacted the FBI, the FBI actually followed through, surprisingly enough, and showed up at Zuzu's house, apparently. After which they then tweeted, I think the most humiliating part of the whole FBI coming to my house was me having to explain to them who Navis was and that Navis was not a code name for you know what, while shirtless, like... Which, like, okay, friend, that's that's the most embarrassing part of the FBI coming to your house. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, the, yeah. Is that that's you have to explain most... to the FBI, like, fictional characters. Believe me, the FBI, the FBI knows. <laughs> like, the, the FBI already knows. They're just getting your statement on it. Like, oh, yeah, I was, I was, I was claiming that the, the FBI does know way more than right? people believe that the FBI knows. So, but they probably know what Omegaverse is. Oh, God, I hope they know what Omegaverse is. And they have at least one person dedicated to monitoring it. I bet you the FBI really does know. There is one person who, in defending Zuzu's actions... Because there were a lot of people who rallied around Zuzu initially, claiming, oh, it was just a joke. You guys are overreacting. It doesn't matter if it's just a joke. It it violates the emergency principle. It, it It's not protected speech no matter what, it, even if it's a joke. Absolutely. Uh, but so this one person, Briar, tweets, what those weirdos don't know while trying to report Zuzu to the FBI is that every tweet posted goes to the Library of Congress and is reviewed. If they actually cared his if they actually cared his tweet, he would arrested by now. Y'all are so dumb. Yeah, uh, word for word, that's what the tweet says. They probably just determined that the tweet was not a credible threat. Well, so here's the deal. That program that Breyer is talking about, where all tweets are cataloged in the Library of Congress, was discontinued in 2016 or 17. It was just taking up too much time and manpower, and they stopped caring. They monitor Twitter and will record tweets that they think are worth keeping. So they might have kept this particular tweet, but it might not have made it on their initial radar. Yeah. I don't think fandom Twitter is the Twitter that the Library of Congress is monitoring these mm, days. Probably not. And there was a minor, like, hashtag I stand with Zuzu moment that about, <laughs> you know, maybe 10 people jumped on. <laughs> Those but... 10 people are on the no-fly list for the rest of their lives. God. <laughs> I hope, I hope. Zuzu, whoever this person is, is on the no-fly list for the rest of their life. I just, I just love the idea of of somebody being inconvenienced that badly, so that like for the rest of their life, for like 60, 70 years, they can only drive across the United States. Like they can't go to the Bahamas because they can't fly. You know, like ah, I just love that. I love the idea of that. So for a brief while after the FBI got involved, Zuzu tried to defend themselves in a couple different ways. It was pretty convoluted. Let's start with this tweet. You you love this tweet, JD. <laughs> <laughs> so Zuzu says, you guys literally defending pedophilia and then trying to call the cops on me because I may or may not have made a threat. Like, I'm neurodivergent and a minor and white passing POC. I think you can let me away with this one. LOL. I love this tweet. I love this tweet. There's so much to unpack. There is. I want to start with the fact that 
when they started defending themselves, they changed their age on their Twitter profile to a minor. They changed it to 13. And so suddenly they're now a minor. I love how I love how calculated that was. It was like, oh, I'm going to gaslight everyone who looked at my profile before by making the eight into a three. So they think that they saw it wrong before. But of course, somebody took a screenshot. Like, it doesn't work when people are taking screenshots of your bio. Like, what did you think that there was going to be no evidence? Right? I mean, this is the age of keep receipts on everything. Yeah. So, like, man, I probably have like over a thousand like pictures. Oh, yeah. On an external hard drive saved from my time on Discourse Twitter. I have I have hundreds of different docs with different receipts saved. Some of them for the show, some of them personal. And like, I'm sorry, the <laughs> our tweets might not be cataloged in the Library of Congress anymore, but that doesn't mean they're not still being cataloged by somebody. You can just rename my external hard drive the Library of Congress. <laughs> 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 I tell you what, I have like, I'm going to need to switch to a terabyte. Like, I have a problem. I collect bad tweets like this one. The problem with them, like, I don't even want to touch the fact that they think being neurodivergent or a white passing person of color makes them like get a pass on making a bomb threat. Because I'm sorry, yeah. friend, like I'm a white passing POC. I can't get a pass for making a bomb threat. That's not how that works. I don't get to pull out a card and be like, oh, here's my get out of jail free card. Yeah. Sorry, officer, you have to let me get away with this one. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I, just, I just feel like, I feel like if I was driving, like I'm, I'm driving, I hit another car. <laughs> the officer pulls me over. I tell him, "Well, I'm minor coded because uh, I look I look 16 and I'm neurodivergent. I think you can I think you can let me away with this one." <laughs> like, "Hey cab." <laughs> Damn it. They know the loopholes. <laughs> Step out of the car, ma'am. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this one is Omega coded as well. Uh, so the problem with them changing their age to 13 is this this I find pretty funny. Uh, they changed their age to 13. They apparently have a romantic partner on Twitter as well who was defending them, who in their profile was over 18. Oh yeah. So so then is it pedophilia? <laughs> The plot thickens. Just gonna drop that bomb right there. <laughs> that wasn't thought out. No, this the whole aftermath of this was totally bungled. This is like this is like when people spend like hours and hours and days planning a murder, but they don't plan the getaway. Like they don't. And when this was pointed out to this person, they must have also told Zuzu because then Zuzu changes their profile again to just a Russian woman living in Japan. No, I am not. Uh, and they changed also their Twitter handle to something else. Oh, so right, now their yeah. Twitter handle is I am not Zuzu. And they changed their age to 42 years old with three kids. <laughs> okay, but... 
Oh, no. <laughs> like instead of nuking their account, they they didn't want to get rid of their follower their follower account, so they just switched their handle. Yeah, that was yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, don't they know that if you switch your handle, your old handle redirects to your new one? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so cringe. <laughs> like, they don't know. That's so cringe, bro. It is cringe, bro. <laughs> I work with a bunch of high schoolers. They tell me I don't have any drip. Oh, no. Yeah, no drip. <laughs> okay, so uh, beyond my lack of drippiness, um, <laughs> God. Um, I, you know what? You know what? I'm I'm neurodivergent. I I think you can let me away with my no drippiness. <laughs> you get a pass. You get a pass. I get a Jamie, pass for being neurodivergent. I, I, get a, I get a pass for yeah yeah yeah. I'm I'm neurodivergent. Your lack of drip. <laughs> I'm not gonna elaborate on my neurodivergency. I'll let you ponder what that could mean because Ooh. because gosh, you know I you never to to know you know which you know that's that's valid. That's that's valid, you know. Yeah. I don't. I'm I'm not entitled to anybody's, you know, medical information. But also, you know, what if you're just depressed? Does that make you neurodivergent? I think so. Doesn't it? I mean, it might. I don't. I don't know anymore, yeah. JD. Because I'm not sure. I because, don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. I really have no idea. Like, what really makes you neurodivergent? What do What do kids think of when they say neurodivergent? Because I know for for sure, like that their DID, you know, uh, dissociation. And blah 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 like that stuff mm-hmm. they consider neurodivergent uh a- autism is considered neurodivergent um you know like uh, anywhere on the um spectrum but like really it, it should be like any divergency from the neurotypical state so depression would be covered under that well and adhd or say like my BPD. But then I guess when you start getting into terms like depression and anxiety, I no longer know how broad the term neurodivergency reaches. Right, right. Uh, it doesn't. Whatever. Um, so at this point, Zuzu ends up nuking their account, finally, right. which they should have done like from the beginning. There was no fixing the situation when the FBI shows up to your house yeah, yeah. because of a bomb threat that you made over fandom bullshit. And for anybody who's wondering whether or not this is actually credible, Atsu ends up joining the discourse again and actually validating it. And they go on to tweet. I just want to remind people that sending messages like these could end up ruining your lives. I was contacted by counter-terrorist police just now, but I told them all the threats I received online were empty threats, and they dropped the case. Thumbs up emoji. And they sent the example of Zuzu's original Bob threat tweet. They go on to say, I didn't actually see many of these tweets directed at me, but it seems people contacted the FBI overnight, and they got involved even though I'm in the UK. Whether you agree or disagree with me, it doesn't matter. It's not worth potentially bringing harm to yourself and others. So Atsu is a bigger person than I am because I absolutely would have pressed charges. Oh, me too. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. There is a point at which I feel an amount of accountability must occur. I can live with people calling me a pedo, despite the fact that that's slander or liable, depending on what form of accusation you are bringing, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, when it actually then turns into a slander and liable that causes me damage, then yes, I will get my lawyer involved. 
Mm-hmm. But sending me a bomb threat is automatically going to get you charges laid against you. I'm not going to play. Yeah, no. As soon as you make a, a threat against me and there are people who are actively calling for my expiration, um, like, no, no, we're done. We're done there. You know, as soon as you're like, is uh, if you're making actual like threats against my life or like suggesting that you have already taken actions to to threaten my life. No, we're done. Yeah. Uh, you the FBI shows up at your house. Yeah, sure. I'll I'll press charges. Right? Yeah, why not? Right? Like like as as a cab as I want to be, the FBI's already there. Like they've already determined that that there's something to this. So like I don't have to do any any work there. They're already there. You already did this to yourself. Like I don't like to imagine myself sicking the police on someone. You know what I mean? Oh, like, I don't like right. the idea of calling the police if it's not absolutely 100% necessary. But if if you've done this and someone else has called the, the police on you because and the police have de- determined this is a credible threat and we are here to investigate this and and hey, would you like us to press charges? I never lifted a finger. I never sicked anybody on you. You did it all by yourself. Like, congratulations. You played yourself. Absolutely. I'm I'm not one to call the cops. I'm yeah. not. If it was me in this situation, I absolutely would be pressing charges. And like, okay, I have a lawyer. Uh, I'm not going to get into why, but I absolutely would be okay, even if the FBI didn't get involved, personally suing this person. Mm-hmm. Because that is ridiculous. That is beyond ridiculous. I'm going to get up on a soapbox for a minute. So join me, JD, on my soapbox. All right. All right. Is there room for us? I will. I will scooch. Okay. All right. All right. I'll, I'll just take up the edge. <laughs> you and I come from a generation where bomb threats were, they were taken very seriously. They were common. They were common. And bombings, like actual bombings, were a thing that happened regularly. I mean, you want to talk about some of the famous bombings that happened just in the 90s. You have the truck bomb in the World Trade Center in 1993. You have the Unabomber throughout the 90s. Oklahoma City bombing in 95. The Atlantic Olympic Park bombing in 96. The Other Side Lounge in 97. And the Brigham, Alabama in 98. Oh, yeah. Like, fucking bombings were a thing that happened. That was the in vogue uh, form of mass terrorism. Yeah, and we didn't have we didn't have school shootings. We had bomb threats. Like we would stand outside, we we would be evacuated from school and stand outside while bomb sniffing dogs scoured the school. And while kids today have to go through like school shooting drills, we went through bomb threat drills. Yes. That was our thing because I distinctly remember the day that Columbine happened. Mm-hmm. And that was a shock to the system. That that had never happened before and affected society the way it did. Right. So before that, it was bombs. It yeah. was bombs. And also, <laughs> I take it a little personally because I live in the Austin area. Mm-hmm. And as some of you may remember, there was a serial bomber here in Austin a few years ago. And I happened to be very incredibly close to where one of the bombs went off. So, I mean, thankfully I, I'm okay and I wasn't where it actually went off. But <laughs> it's a real thing that happens. It's yeah. a real threat. 
And I understand it seems like a fantastical, like, unreal threat to the next generation because they don't go through the drills. Bombings aren't as common anymore. It's the sort of thing you just see in movies. And, like, it's about as realistic a threat as, say, like, threatening a guillotine. Right. And like, you know, we're we're looking at we're looking at a generation that that really doesn't have bomb threats. Um, Bombs aren't practical anymore. So like Mm -hmm. nowadays, if you want to murder a whole bunch of people, you just walk into, you know, a school or a nightclub or or a farmer's market and you you shoot everybody. Back then it was like bombs were so easy to number one, make, but regulations made it so that it's harder to get components to get bombs now. Now you can you can still make homemade bombs, but but your chances of getting away with it are slim. Nowadays, the technology that they have for discovering um, bomb signatures, where you got the stuff that you made it out of, you know, like some of them are are, good luck. That's all I can say. Good luck. So so I want to show empathy. I really do, because the next generation does not see bombing as a realistic threat. So like, ooh, I can threaten bombs. But in the same way that accusing somebody of pedophilia is a actual crime, it's a slanderous accusation. Mm -hmm. Making a fake bomb threat is a real crime. And uh, (laughs) out of curiosity, I went ahead and contacted my lawyer because I wanted to know what the consequences could possibly be in this situation. It's not like we're actually going to know. It's not like we've seen anything on the news saying Twitter adult arrested for threatening UK Twitch streamer with bomb over usage of the word lowly and showed up. So went ahead and contacted my lawyer, told him the whole story. He was a, he was a little taken aback. He does listen to this podcast, so he has been kept abreast of current fandom culture. So a big shout out to my legal lion. This one's for you, dude. (laughs) But realistically, he said, you could be charged with domestic terrorism. It would be a bit of a stretch. But you have committed a federal crime. So there are laws that would apply to this. And depending on whether or not somebody actually was murdered, attempted murder or actual like murder charges, right? Mm -hmm. It would be federal because you're crossing state lines with the bomb, Mm -hmm. which the USPS takes fucking seriously, y'all. Yeah. Like the United States postal system takes what it ships seriously. It's it's really interesting. The the United States Postal Service has the ability to arrest you. Like they literally have officers that work just for the Postal Service. They're on par with the FBI essentially. And they can arrest They have their own set of laws. Yeah. They have extra statutes that would be added on as criminal charges. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. And the and the Postal Service will pick you up. They will get you. Um, it's a, it's actually funny because what, isn't that how Steve Bannon was arrested? Steve Bannon was taken into custody by, by postal officers. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and I love it. Every once in a while, the postal service reminds you they are a branch of the law. So I then asked my lawyer, okay, mm-hmm. it wasn't a real bomb though. It was just a fake threat. Would charges still be laid against them if the victim doesn't want to press charges? And He says that it's still a federal crime and the FBI can choose to charge them uh, of their own will. Yes. So 
We don't know whether or not Zuzu's actually going to be charged with anything. Who knows if the FBI sees this as something worthwhile. But fandom sure has latched on to this incident. Yes. And I'm I'm not in love with all the reactions that we've been seeing. Tacky. Messy. It's been messy. It's been, it's been messy. messy. It's messy. I understand the excitement of seeing repercussions for one's actions actually happen in regards to fandom and the current climate of fandom and false accusations and death threats being laid against people. I understand people being excited seeing some level of comeuppance, right? I get mm-hmm. that. I'm, I'm a reasonable person. I, I am happy to see some level of comeuppance in a way. What I don't like is then seeing people use this incident as a threat against other aunties. Because mm-hmm. what I've been seeing a lot is screenshots floating around when other aunties start popping off with, and I'm just going to call them pro-shippers. We're going to throw just the wide net label down. It's They're not all pro-shippers. They're not all rainbow meaties. We're labeling us in two camps today. Uh, it's the pro-shippers versus the aunties, as it oft want to be. Um, pro-shippers have been countering aunties' accusations with just screenshots of this Zuzu incident and threats because that's what they are, of do you want to be next? And including at FBI, because the FBI does have a Twitter. That's messy. And it's messy. It's messy. It's It's tacky. And you can't have ACAB in your bio and then at the FBI threatening somebody while you, in the same breath, are making fun of aunties who are playing fan cops with ACAB in their bio. I'm sorry, that's hypocritical. Yeah. Yep. That's messy. Generally, I don't appreciate when the pro-ship community takes threats and in turn returns threats. Yeah, I don't like the, uh, I don't like the matching energy there. Like, I don't, I don't like it when, like, you can joke about matching uh, anti-energy, but when you're actually doing it, that's no bueno. We don't like that. Like, we don't like it. I feel like eventually, eventually, like a couple of months from now, I'm going to see a a bomb threat come out of a pro shipper and I'm going to be like, I swear, if I see a pro shipper make some sort of bomb threat, I am going to explode. I will. Fucking, I, I will. I will lose my goddamn mind. And I will get on this podcast alone. No one else will be here to stop me. And I will scream. It'll just be incoherent screaming. It'll just be like, ah! It will. And I'll make it a short episode. It'll be half an hour. It'll be one of our deleted scene episodes. Half an hour of incoherent screaming. It's the opposite of ASMR. (laughs) ASM, what the fuck is that? (laughs) I have been toying around with the idea of starting a Patreon. And like, one of the tears is gonna have to just be Bliss screaming for half an hour. Like, yeah. Pay one dollar, you get to see Bliss every other week just scream into a mic. You can like, be, uh, you can be like the next um, Foamy the Squirrel, except uh, <laughs> except it'll be Bliss, and you'll be just screaming about fandom nonsense. Pro shipper sending a bomb threat. Yeah. Oh my god! I just we need to not take the energy, the uh, let's call it excitement. We are feeling at seeing retribution happen Mm -hmm. and let that twist into something ugly the way that 
I have been seeing it happen. I don't, I don't like it. Stop, stop doing that. Just stop. Mm -hmm. You can keep your receipts. I encourage you to keep your receipts. You can laugh about it. It's funny. Don't use it as a threat. Because then are you really any better than your enemy here? Are we? I can't answer that. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. If you were making threats because somebody else is threatening you, I just, I, it's the hypocrisy for me. It's tacky. It's messy. It's not what I would, um, it's not what I would advocate for. It, mostly because it seems childish. Um, it's like when, you know, a, a kid is like, I'm going to tell mom, no, I'm going to tell mom first. You know, it's like, it's like, mm -hmm. okay, but who does the FBI actually care about? You got to be picking your battles here. Like, like, and not only that, I'm sorry. Um, I'm not the kind of person who, who sends the, the authorities after someone unless I feel actually threatened. I just, I just, yeah. JD, I just, yep. I just, <laughs> I want to, um, want to just lay this out here for us. Mm -hmm. Okay. We, the collective we uh, constantly say against anti-accusations when they say, you know, oh, you're going to get arrested because whatever ship you like is pedophilia and that's illegal. And the response tends to be the fucking cops aren't going to arrest me because I ship Baku Deku. Right. Like, go ahead and call the cops and tell them that I ship the bad ship Baku and Deku. Um, watch them arrest right. me. So the FBI actually got involved in this case. Yes. Do you want to then... If you're going to turn around and use that as a threat against aunties and say, oh, well, I'm going to call the FBI on your threats. Unless it's like another actual like credible bomb threat. Like, I'll throw that yeah. caveat in there. Uh, how, how much like government authority do you want involved in fandom spaces? Because while the Protect Act does not apply to anime or fan art, or fan fiction, or is technically constitutionally legal. That doesn't mean another law can't be written. That doesn't mean that if you don't kick up enough dust, people aren't going to start noticing. Fandom isn't as niche as some people like to think it is. It is niche, don't get me wrong. But fangirls uh, and neckbeards, I feel like those are the two negative connotations, mm -hmm. right? Are pretty widely popular tropes and stereotypes now. And fandom in general is becoming more widely acceptable in general society. Mm -hmm. So how much authority, how much government authority do you want involved in fandom spaces? Don't at the FBI unless it's a fucking bomb yeah. threat. Yeah, I... Like an actual yes. bomb threat. I, I think, I think personally, my personal opinion, and you know how how much of a free speech absolutist I am. Mm -hmm. uh, my personal idea is that you should not be involving any type of authority unless the statement that has been made to you violates the emergency principle. Absolutely. If it violates the emergency principle, i.e., it is a credible threat um, against your person, um, or it or incites violence against you, or is the fucking call to action? No, one hundred percent agree. But that's the only time that somebody should be should be adding the FBI is you know when somebody's like, hey, I'm sending a bomb to you, um, or I'm gonna I'm gonna come to your house and you know k-word you in the middle of the night or something like that. You know, like it's it's that's where we're at. Like and. 
especially in the United States, we're looking at uh, what was it? I read an article that was stating that the UK might implement a law that states um, that her trolls, like online trolls, um, can could mm-hmm. be prosecuted for uh, for inciting pylons because it can cause psychological harm. Well, and like fucking Twitch is doing that fucking lawsuit over those two jackasses that created all the, like, hate spam bots. Like, it's not that there isn't precedent for this sort of shit. It's that we don't want to encourage there to be further legal action. Yeah. Like, I don't want laws about what I'm allowed to do in yeah. fandom. Yes, I have a lawyer. Yes, I would sue somebody who was actually slandering yeah. me. Am I suing the person in our YouTube comment section who's calling me a pedo? No, because I don't give a shit about that person. Yeah, honestly, like, <laughs> for a lot of stuff, it's just Hitchens Razor. Like, any any non-credible threat can be dismissed without addressing it. Mm-hmm. Like, when somebody, when somebody addresses you and accuses you of all sorts of nasty shit but doesn't actually give real evidence, you can feel free to ignore it. But if somebody sends you a bomb threat, right. like, yeah, I'm sorry. Well, I'm, to be clear, I'm not saying that you should in no way defend yourself against antis and accusations like that or that you shouldn't rally against rally together against people who are suicide baiting. I'm not saying you should. Right. I, I feel like all all speech can be countered with counter speech. And and that's something that is your right to do. And you should be able to do that. And you should be doing that because it discourages somebody lying about you and, you know, saying inaccurate things and saying rude things to you. Like, like that's something that you can do, uh, but a lot of times, a lot of people find it to be more empowering to ignore hate speech or or mm-hmm. accusations because it it strips the person who is making those accusations or making those um, those statements of their power because they're not being addressed. Absolutely, and the thing is, I think it's important that we all you know stick together and defend each other and make sure that. We feel mm-hmm. supported. I don't think you should meet violence with violence. I agree. So uh, that has been my frustration with this whole Zuzu incident. Uh, I am happy to see some level of retribution be laid down. So, you know, I'm happy that there is an incident in which aunties can recognize that what they're saying has consequences. Yeah. You can't just say shit. And you're not just going to get away with saying shit sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes the FBI shows up at your house. Sometimes the FBI shows up at your house. Uh, but let us not. Let us not be tacky. Let us not say, hey, you know, do you want to be the next person who has the FBI show up at your house? Exactly. Be, I'm not saying you have to be the bigger person here, but just don't be messy. Just yeah. don't be messy. <laughs> don't be messy. Like, and, but for real, like, don't be messy. Like... <laughs> Because really, subjecting someone, I feel like the threat of subjecting someone to law enforcement is is just as much a credible threat as sending, like, uh, saying I will K-word you or something like that. Like, because, because let's, let's look at this. Uh, it is, it is actually a, I think it's a tort. You can sue someone 
for them falsely submitting you to the process of going through law enforcement. So if somebody calls the police on you and the police are nasty to you or the police shoot you or the police, you know, like like take you in and, and abuse you or whatever, you can actually sue the person who called the police on you because the law recognizes that law enforcement can be a traumatic experience and can hurt you. Mm -hmm. So the fact that the law itself regards you being um, wrongly accused of a crime and wrongly subjected to law enforcement should indicate that threatening someone with law enforcement is a credible threat. And it is a threat of violence. It is. Yeah. It is. And so, like, my only, my only call to action on this podcast is fucking be mindful of what you're saying, people. <laughs> be yeah, mindful. Like, think about be it. Be kind to each other. Uh, don't make bomb threats. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna add that to my list of commandments on this show. Don't make bomb yeah. threats. Don't make bomb threats. Like, I, I would go further to say, you know, like, just be mindful of when you're adding the FBI. You should not be adding mm -hmm. the FBI unless somebody is making a threat that, that violates the emergency principle. You should, you know, if you think it is a credible threat, obviously, in this case, it it was a it was an actual threat that is 100 percent illegal. Um mm -hmm. But if you're if you're out here and you're adding the FBI and and you know that there's lots of people who are afraid of the police because the police do not treat them fairly. Um, I'm I'm talking about minorities. I'm talking about, you know, POC. You are literally telling them that they should be afraid for their lives. Oh, yeah. You're you're threatening them with violence, you know, uh, and that's that's not something to take lightly. You know, uh, and I know a lot of people at the FBI as a joke. And, you know, a lot of people thought that this bomb threat was a joke. And you got to just think about the manner in which you're you're speaking to your fellow man, like threatening to subject someone to law enforcement is, I think, kind of a, a violent thing to say. Yeah. I think it's it's a little messed up. And you know what? Kudos to the people who contacted the FBI over the uh, bomb threat. Really, yeah. like, actual kudos to that. Because as ridiculous a concept as, like, being able to remotely set off a bomb in the UK because there's a camera in it uh, yeah. is... That's, it was still a bomb threat and like yeah. better safe than sorry and like good for yes. you for reporting that. Yeah. And, and, you know, good for you being able to get through to the FBI and have them take it seriously too. Cause like, mm -hmm. cause like I know sometimes it's, it's, it's hard to think that law enforcement is going to take you seriously because you think uh, that oh, it's just an online thing. So, you know, this isn't serious. This isn't the real world. Um, but but as we have seen in the past with the Ricardo Lopez case, he had a video diary that he would put online. He had a he had a video journal and he mentioned that he was sending a bomb to Bjork and he did. And the only reason that the Postal Service was be was able to intervene was because they had access to his online video journals that people had reported so mm -hmm. you know it is better safe than sorry uh when you do when you do see something that is going to that kind of sets off those red flags and and it seems like it's it's an actual threat of course of course contact the authorities because we live in a society we live in a society and you can't stop 
a bomb from going to someone without the police right now. One day, maybe it'll be possible. Now it is not. So sometimes you have to add the FBI, but not when, you know, some little kid is, you know, not making a bomb threat against you and you're just trying to scare them. Yeah, I just be mindful of your choices, I guess, is my takeaway from this. On all sides, like if there are any aunties hate listening to the show, first off, I'm flattered. Hi. Um, Hope you're having fun. Second off, be mindful of what you say on the internet because (laughs) everything you say and do has a cause and effect. Mm -hmm. Uh, Your actions have consequences. Like very much this is is that vine. uh, When will you learn? When will you learn that your actions have consequences? (laughs) And, you know, this is coming from from two people who, you know, have had plenty of consequences. God, yeah. Yeah. We speak from experience. That's that's really all I have to say on the bomb, JD. I've, I've... I'm done. Like, the bomb has gone <laughs> off. I'm now just a smoldering mess. Okay, well, uh, what did anything good happen to you today? Oh, yeah. My good thing, my good thing this week. I started watching Black Clover. Oh, did you? That was fun. Oh. Yeah, my friend, um, my friend got tired of me always talking about My Hero Academia, mm-hmm. and so has bullied me into watching Black Clover. Mm-hmm. And I am enjoying it. It's cute. That's awesome. It's very anime. Oh, is it? I think my boyfriend, I think my boyfriend reads that one, but I'm not quite sure. Like, like, uh, maybe I'm mixing it up with something else, but he's got a lot of manga, so. If he does read it, he needs to hit me up, or you need to hit me up. uh, On his behalf. (laughs) Yes, you get to play middleman uh, for the questions i have on some of these characters oh okay <laughs> well yeah i can uh, i can see what he's if if that's the one that he uh, if that's the one that that i'm thinking but, of yeah do you have a happy this week jd because we talked about the thing right we talked about the thing yeah 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 we totally talked about the thing do you have a happy i, I think i have a happy um or at least i have a um at least I, I have a I have an interesting um it, it's sort of happy in that i have made a self-discovery Ooh. Um, I've been watching this uh, series on uh, Discovery Plus, and of course, as as everyone knows, Discovery Channel um, has like two modes. It has uh, it has like corny, and it has serious. And I've been watching lots of corny, and one of them is these woods are haunted. Okay, Ooh. and a lot of them, the woods aren't haunted. They're just talking about Sasquatch. <laughs> And from watching all of these middle-aged white men talk about Sasquatch, I have determined that I do not believe in Sasquatch. <gasps> Those are bold words, JD. I don't believe in Sasquatch. You know, I you know what I believe? I believe that Sasquatch is like the imaginary best friend of like 40-something white men. <laughs> It gives their life purpose. You know what? If it makes them happy. Yeah, exactly. If it makes them happy, it makes me happy. You know, like if it if that's what is is between Chad from accounting and his inevitable self decline and alcoholism, I would rather he look for Sasquatch. Okay, but do you believe in the Jersey Devil? I don't know because you know what I haven't ha- I haven't heard enough you know white people um, plat- prattling on about the Jersey Devil. 
Um, I've, I've heard, I've heard, heard like a couple stories. Like I'm more likely to believe in something if you don't tell me fantastical stories about it. Like if you, if you just say, oh, there's this devil creature and it lives in New Jersey, I'll be like, okay, yeah, that sounds credible. Right. But like, but if you're, but if you're telling me, oh, we whacked this stick against a tree like three times and then, and then we heard whacking against a tree three times. And I was like, okay, yeah, but you're going out to look for Sasquatch in these woods. And so is Jerry, uh, two towns over. Um, what if Jerry's the Sasquatch that you're communicating with? It's just two Sasquatch hunters like hitting trees yeah. at each other. I'm not, like, I'm not kidding. Like that's all I can think every time I hear these stories. Is it's just Steve in one end of the park and Jerry in another end of the park, and like they're just mistaking each other for Sasquatch. And whenever they say, "Oh my gosh, there were so many Sasquatches because we heard banging over." here and also banging over there it's like okay steve jerry chad um you know like whatever bob reuben <laughs> like yeah reuben like all, like all these, all these like totally really pale kind of chunky dudes that could definitely not have outrun a sasquatch all outran a sasquatch like i'm sorry but there's no way off mic i'm gonna have to grill you on all of these mythical creatures that i can think of and see which ones you believe in it's gonna happen believe in yeah like because i totally believe in ghosts i do not believe in sasquatch what about especially mothman? because do you believe in mothman oh i totally believe in mothman okay there's one because mothman's only been seen like however many times i totally believe in mothman in fact i'm gonna go to west virginia and and look go to the mothman museum oh because i love mothman. can i go with you so we can touch the butt Ooh, you have to touch the butt okay okay you you can drive up i'll drive down we'll meet in the middle we'll meet Oh, meet me at the Mothman butt. Oh my god, you guys have to look this up. There's a statue of Mothman, uh, and the butt they gave Mothman is just, mm, chef's kiss. <laughs> mm, it is juicy. Mothman's got a juicy, thick butt. I gotta go to West Virginia just to touch the butt. Literally, just meet me, meet me at the Mothman butt. It'll be very romantic. Aww. Well, uh, JD, I really appreciate you coming on for this tomfoolery. I love it. I, I seem to recall that I that I begged you to, to be on this one. <laughs> you did. And I wanted you to I be did. on here because, like, if this isn't fandom tomfoolery, what the fuck is? Oh, this is the ultimate fandom tomfoolery. So um, I'm sure next week y'all will hear from the girls. They send their love. And yeah, if you'd like to find us online, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Blissfully Show. Uh, I post links to our YouTube there. If you're watching us on YouTube, hi, hello, comment, let us know whether or not you believe in Bigfoot. Or the Jersey Devil. Or the Jersey Devil. Or Mothman. Do you believe in or supernatural Moth creatures? I gotta know. I gots to know. <laughs> Which cryptids are more believable? <laughs> and yeah, until next time, y'all. Bye! <laughs>